Joe Biden put the White House on high alert because he spoke. Biden's approval and leadership ratings continue to sink. Plus, the World Health Organization is calling for new abortion rights for women, girls, and other pregnant persons. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Joe Biden, because just when you think he's inept, incoherent, divisive, partisan, creepy, weak, and he just can't get any worse, he does. Time and time again, Biden takes his new low to a new low. The American people don't think he can lead on any issue, not one. Foreign leaders, the ones who are our allies, they are waiting for Biden to lead. Other foreign leaders, those who are our foes, are thriving on Biden's weakness and see the current geopolitical scene as an array of opportunity. This past week, it was one gaffe after another as Biden flew to Poland to meet with leaders and to rally our troops. From any of you who saw Biden speak to the troops, it was so depressing. I was dozing off. He sounded out of it. No energy at all. And then he said this. A lot of guts, and I'm sure you're observing it. And I don't mean just the military, which is we've been training since back when they uh, Russia moved into uh, in, in the southeast southeast um, Ukraine, but also the average citizen. Look at how they're stepping up. Look at how they're stepping up. And you're going to see when you're there. Some of you have been there. You're going to see. You're going to see women. Young people standing stand in the middle of the front of a damn tank. That comment, of course, raised eyebrows because it sure did sound like Biden was sending troops into Ukraine, and that would be a disaster. So the Biden White House had to move into action like they do so many times when Biden or Kamala Harris says anything out loud. A White House official quickly clarified that Biden wasn't changing his stance on deploying the military into Ukraine. The president has been clear, we are not sending U.S. troops to Ukraine, and there is no change in that position, a Biden spokesman told the Post. Right, the president has been clear, except all those times in the past when Biden hasn't been clear. He hasn't been clear at all. In fact, he often contradicts policy and sends the White House into a frenzy. Here's Biden from Thursday, just one day before his troops in Ukraine blunder. It's not the first time that Biden made an imprecise remark during his third trip abroad as president. During a 19-minute press conference in Belgium, Biden said Thursday that the U.S. response to Russian troops using chemical weapons would depend on the nature of the use, then turned heads by saying the U.S. would respond in kind. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told reporters Friday aboard Air Force One that Biden's in-kind remark was not meant as a threat of the U.S. using chemical weapons against Russia. The United States has no intention of using chemical weapons, period, under any circumstance, Sullivan said. So, two days, two statements by Joe Biden, and two clarifications by the White House. But Biden wasn't done yet. That was Thursday and Friday. Then on Saturday, Biden said this. Don't even think about moving on one single inch of NATO territory. We have sacred obligation 
We have a sacred obligation under Article 5 to defend each and every inch of NATO territory with the full force of our collective power. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principles, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. That first part I included about NATO because it's very easy for Biden to talk tough when there's nothing at stake. Putin wants to flex his muscles. He sees the strategic gains from invading Ukraine, and I seriously doubt he's considering invading a NATO country. So it's easy for Biden to talk tough on something that won't happen. What got people's attention, however, was Biden saying that Putin can't remain in power. Well, that's something different. That's a complete change in U.S. foreign policy and a change that none of our allies were expecting either. So guess what? That's right. For the third time in three days, the Biden White House had to jump into action. Here's Secretary of State Antony Blinken stepping back Biden's words. Um, I think uh, the president, the White House, uh, made the point last night that, quite simply, uh, President Putin cannot be empowered to wage war uh, or engage in aggression uh, against Ukraine uh, or anyone else. As you know, and as you've heard us say repeatedly, we do not have a strategy of regime change in Russia or anywhere else for that matter. Uh, in this case, as in any case, it's up to the people of the country in question. It's up to uh, the Russian people. So Biden says that Putin can't remain in power, and the White House spins that to be, oh, Biden just meant that Putin can't be allowed to use his power in a mean way. He can still keep his power, of course. This is unreal, folks. Three White House corrections in three days. The more Biden speaks, the more America's enemies are empowered and emboldened. All right, next let's talk about the state of Biden within the United States. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Joe Biden's dismal approval numbers, because this is where you see the disconnect between the radical left and the rest of the American people, all of us. Americans don't want far left policies. We don't want men on women's sports teams. We don't want to defund the police. We don't want school boards who ignore parents and push critical race theory. We don't want a border crisis. We don't want to depend on hostile nations for energy. And yet these policies are exactly those pushed by the left and embraced by Joe Biden. As a result, Biden has completely lost Republicans. He has cratered among independents, and he's even losing Democrats. A new poll from NBC News shows some of the latest results. With Russia waging war on Ukraine and talking use of tactical nuclear weapons while inflation rages at home, President Joe Biden's approval rating, 40%, has reached a new low in the latest NBC News poll. Also, in an ominous midterm sign for Democrats, Registered voters favor Republicans as the party of choice to hold the majority in Congress for the first time since 2014. What this poll says is that President Biden and the Democrats are headed for a catastrophic election, NBC News pollster Bill McInturff said. Are the Democrats heading for a catastrophic election? It's only March and a lot can happen between now and November. But the key point is that the Democrats keep doing the same things over and over again. They have an arrogance and an elitist attitude that does not resonate with middle America or just about any corner of America. 
Their policies have led to rising crime, an open border, skyrocketing inflation, and world chaos. And they just keep on going. In the meantime, American voters are ready for something different. Here's more. Biden's 40% approval rating is not just the lowest of his presidency, but 70% of Americans have low confidence in Biden's ability to deal with Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine, and a plurality of those blame Biden and his policies for high and steady inflation in the economy. Also, 80% fear the war will raise gas prices and possibly devolve into nuclear war, and overwhelming majority, 71%, say they believe the country is headed in the wrong direction and disapproved of the president's handling of the economy with only 33% approving, according to NBC. Couldn't you all just use a few mean tweets right now? It still stuns me that many Republicans decide to vote against the Republican president and for Joe Biden because of mean tweets. What did they think they would get? Someone who will cut taxes? Someone who will secure the border? Someone who will put American energy independence first? America got exactly what they should have expected from a liberal Democrat who was completely steered by the radical left-wing portion of his party. All right, next, the World Health Organization is issuing new abortion demands for women, girls, and other pregnant persons. And we'll get to that after a word from our sponsor. I want to tell you about my friends over at World Fair. If you have a photo of your childhood home, your favorite travel spot, your hometown football stadium, whatever it is, World Fair takes that photo and turns it into a hand-drawn work of art. These sketches make great gifts, moving announcement cards, invitations, and more. So many possibilities that World Fair can do for you. And all you need is a photo. Just use the link in the description and use coupon code BOBBY13 for 10% off your next purchase. Next, let's talk about the WHO, or World Health Organization, which, as we learned from COVID, is really just a mouthpiece for the Chinese Communist Party and pushed mandates and lockdowns with absolutely no science behind it. Well, if you still need convincing that the WHO is just the health wing of the radical left, just look at their new abortion demands that they are issuing to countries around the world, which the organization says is an effort to protect the rights of women, girls, and other pregnant persons. Other pregnant persons. That's right. Because if a man can be named USA Today's Woman of the Year, and if a man can be the top-ranked women's collegiate swimmer, then of course, a person other than a woman or girl can give birth. It's just so outrageous, and that isn't even the real story. The real story is the WHO pushing a policy that will allow for absolutely no protections for an unborn child, even up to the moment of birth. Here's the story. New guidelines issued by the World Health Organization claim laws preventing abortion at any point during pregnancy risk violating the rights of women, girls, or other pregnant persons. The WHO's Abortion Care Guideline, published this month, also recommends that governments allow abortion under all circumstances, ruling out laws banning terminations because the fetus is the wrong sex, stop women requiring approval from a doctor or nurse to have a termination, roll out pills-by-post schemes so that women can be sent abortion medication after a phone call, curtail medical professionals' rights to refuse to take part in abortions on conscience grounds. It's incredible that this group is called the World Health Organization. 
It certainly doesn't care about the health of all human beings. And it's because this isn't about health. Abortion is not health care. We all know that. It's about devaluing life, desensitizing humanity to the horrors of murder, and replacing the religion of love and life with a culture of death. It's horrible. And this is the UN's sanctioned medical authority. Here's more. The United Nations, which oversees the WHO, has welcomed the suggested removal of what it called unnecessary policy barriers to safe abortion, including limits on when an abortion can take place. But nowhere in the 210-page document is there mention of the ethical debate about the rights of the unborn child, nor if abortions are morally acceptable when after 22 to 24 weeks, the fetus has a good chance of surviving if born prematurely. It is also silent on sex-selective abortion, despite the termination of female fetuses being common in countries such as India, Pakistan, and China. Perhaps it's time to reevaluate all the funds we send to the UN. Perhaps it's time to reconsider being a member of an organization that does not value life, that does not follow the science, and that serves as the propaganda machine for communists. All right, next, let's talk about parental rights in schools because this has become a huge topic, and we saw it play out in the race for Virginia governor last year. As more and more concerned parents started to speak out against rogue, radical left-wing school boards, Democrat candidate for governor Terry McAuliffe said this. So first of all, this shows how clueless Glenn Youngkin is. He doesn't understand what the laws were, because he's never been involved here in helping Virginia. But it was not. The parents had to write to veto bills, veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledge about it, also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually you take books out and make their own decision. You vetoed it. So, to yeah, I, parents, you stop it. the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Is it any wonder why McAuliffe lost? Parents are tired of this left-wing indoctrination. And a school district in Wisconsin may be one of the biggest offenders yet. An opinion piece written by Ian Pryor at Fox News, points out what is going on in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and it is a wake-up call for parents around the country. One district in particular has emerged as an early contender to be the ignoble Loudoun County of 2022, Eau Claire area in Wisconsin. From white privilege tests to heterosexual privilege checklists to teacher trainings that urge students to hide gender transitions from their parents, Woke bureaucrats in the Badger State have launched an all-out assault on parental rights. You might not live in Wisconsin or anywhere near it, but you need to pay very close attention to what's going down in Eau Claire. It's now where the progressive playbook for hijacking education and a range of other issues that must remain innate to parents is being run. And know that playbook was meticulously designed by powerful forces and intended for nationwide implementation. It's a laundry list of left-wing radicalization of schools. The author points out that a teacher training presentation in this district noted that parents are not entitled to know their kids' gender identity. That knowledge must be earned. Are you kidding me? Just that bit of documentation shows that the left feels they own your kids. They control your kids. The rights of parents come second. These radical teachers and administrators are taking to social media as well in order to spread the left-wing agenda. Commentator Matt Walsh recently spoke with Fox News' Jesse Waters about the problem. Oh, Matt, it's almost like they're throwing it in our face. Is that how you feel? 
Yes, especially when you see how they're all dressed and they look. I mean, when I went to school, teachers, they all look like librarians, and now they look like <laughs> drug addicts and carnies. And it's just, but it's part and parcel, part and parcel with the overall issue, which is the total moral anarchy in the public school system. And also the fact that it's overrun by these leftist radicals, because guess what? You know, you, when you look at the, the stuff happening on college campuses and all the crazy Marxist students and everything, and we like to console ourselves and say, well, they'll get into the real world and they'll change. No, they get into the real world and they become teachers. Moral anarchy in public schools. Walsh is exactly right. This is what we are seeing. But the tide is turning. Parents are fighting back. They are speaking out. They are running for positions on school boards. And that is critically important. For too long, those on the radical left have run the show. And that's why we have critical race theory, boys and girls bathrooms, and policies that hide information from parents. I think you'll see a big change coming soon. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on, that way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Wednesday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.